girls, they see my face on TV so many times that that's what they want. They want to be associated with that person. It's the fame that gets these people. It is not me. It's the fame. Because I've watched females look at me when they didn't know who I was. Tupac Shakur. If you grew up in the 90s like I did, and if you're just discovering Tupac and you didn't grow up in the 90s, maybe you were born at the tail end of the 90s, the end of the crazy era. It was a fun era. That's Tupac. And so when I meet people who say, oh, I'm just getting into him, and I'm like, yeah, I remember when Tupac was alive. Or is he still alive? That's a debate. That's something that I like to debate because... Everything that is circumstantial with that murder does not add up. Neither does the Notorious B.I.G. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Yeah, we're going to talk about Tupac Resurrection. And if I had planned this out more, I would have contacted my friend who I went to college with. Um, We don't always agree when it comes to politics, which is good. We don't have to talk about politics. But when it comes to music, when it comes to movies... This guy is it. I mean, he wanted to go meet Tupac. I remember he told me about that. This is dedication right here. And even Ari Melbler of The Beat, who often cites hip-hop lyrics for news, cites Tupac and Notorious B.I.G., Jay-Z. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dedicate tonight's episode to my friend James. I haven't seen him in a long time. This man loves Tupac. He knows the lyrics. He knows them inside and out. Identifies with the music. And that's the beauty of Tupac. Tupac's music is universal. Okay? It doesn't matter where you come from. You're socioeconomic. Tupac speaks to you. Okay? This man, I mean, first of all, he's a Gemini. Come on. You know, uh, he's a twin right there. I know a lot of Geminis. But Tupac, there's something special about Tupac. Something special. And, you know, I can remember probably, I think Dear Mama. Dear Mama. That Me Against the World album. I love all the albums, but Me Against the World, for one, that's that's a turning point right there. That's a turning point. And he was in jail when that, or yeah, he was in prison when that album went to number one. And the, you know, there's a lot to be said about Tupac, Amora, Amaro, Amora Shakur. And I want to say his name right. Okay. Because next year would have been, or maybe it is still his 50th birthday. Okay. Um, let's see. If Open main menu. Open main don't you just love Siri? And don't you love that? Tupac Amaro Shakur. Originally born Lesland Parish Crooks. June 16th, 1971. Supposedly died September 13th, Friday the 13th, 1996. With his alias Machiavelli. Born in New York City, but became a West Coast staple in terms of the hip-hop East versus West. It was an interesting time. You know, I often tell people, this was a time when music was dangerous. 
doesn't happen like that anymore. This was the 90s. And back then, having hip hop in the charts was unheard of. Now it's everywhere. And this is when the music really said something. And I thought, you know, in terms, this is documentary December. And I thought we're going to talk about Tupac Resurrection, which is such an amazing documentary. It was actually nominated for Best Documentary Feature at the 77th Academy Awards. It didn't win. Uh, directed by Lauren Lazen. Okay. Um, came out uh, November 14th, 2003. 111 minutes. That's not enough Tupac. That really is 111 minutes. Come on. Come on. I think Amy Winehouse got like two hours. Tupac Resurrection, basically, whether he's dead or alive, gives Tupac back to the fans. We, It's as if Tupac's still alive and we get to see him talk. And, you know, Tupac had a very distinct voice. Very distinct voice. And there's... Oh, I can't play the music. There's a lot to be said about Tupac. A lot to be said. Oh, we can't. We'll get in trouble. We'll get in trouble for playing the music. I know. Isn't that a shame? Um, Here we go. Withdrawn. I read a lot. I wrote poetry. I kept a diary. I watched TV all the time. I stayed in front of a television. And I could see all these people out there in this pretend world. And I knew I, I could be part of it if I pretended to. The way Arnold used to look when he used to come out on different strokes. I used to like the lifestyle, the way he used to live. So early on, I just watched and emulated. And I thought maybe if I could be an actor and I could act like those characters, I could have some of that joy. Isn't that interesting? Thank you, Mr. D. If I could act like I had a, a big family, I wouldn't feel as lonely. Isn't that, um, you know, such a great actor? And I think many of us wonder if he had continued. He probably would have won an Academy Award for his hip-hop artist ever to do that for acting. You know, Eminem won it for writing Lose Yourself. But Tupac, Tupac, I mean, Tupac, what's interesting is as an as a artist could capture you in a song. And as an actor, oh my God. God, even in Poetic Justice, if you look at Poetic Justice, he steals that movie from Janet Jackson. Even Janet knows it. And the controversy that followed and the hype. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out to um, a hip hop, a hip hop, uh, um, how would I define him? He's a, he's a reporter on MSNBC, but he's a hip hop connoisseur. Um, loves to use the lyrics to talk about the news. I'm talking about Ari Melber and Ari Melber doesn't know me, you know, um, but I want to give him a shout out uh, for new Neverwary Nebuary radio, which is so great. Um, thank you, Ari, for giving us that. And I'm, I would love to one day talk to him and say, what do you think about this whole Tupac thing? Is he dead? Is he alive? Is he in Cuba? Many of us, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like the Elvis sighting or is it not, you know, but as an actor, nobody else in hip hop could touch Tupac. 
not LL, not Queen Latifah, even though Queen Latifah was nominated for an Academy Award for Chicago, okay? You know? But there's a lot to be said about Tupac, his influence. Nobody, first of all, his style as an MC, no one had a voice like that. You know, when Tupac first came on the scene, he was rapping with Digital Underground, okay? And no one had a cadence like that. He had a truth to him that no one else had in hip hop. You know, it was soon coined as gangster rap, you know, and it had started with NWA and and furthered. Um, but Tupac, Tupac is just one of those artists and Tupac Resurrection captures Tupac so much so that you, whether he's dead or alive, you miss him. You miss him. You wish, you know, that that's one artist where people were like, well, some people say, well, they were meant to die young. He was not meant to die young because there was so much more to Tupac. Okay. There was so much more in terms of. Yeah, we can't play the music. We can't. Um, that sucks. Yeah, we can't play that. Um, yeah, this is not about you, Shook Knight. We're not going to play you. Oh, no, no. You're not coming after me. Um... What I'm looking for is a good interview. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Hmm. Hmm. A lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. And what's interesting about Tupac is his journey, okay? This documentary captures that journey. These are things that you wouldn't know about Tupac is that Tupac was listening to Joni Mitchell, reading a lot of poetry, reading, especially in prison, reading a lot of the, you know, art of war. He was preparing, okay? He was a renaissance man. That's what Tupac Resurrection gives us. Tupac was a a renaissance man. I'm such a, I'm not even saying I'm a fan or a devotee. He's been a part of my life since I was a teenager. So that voice, you know, and I remember that he was very rare. He wasn't always on television. Gotta understand that. So the Tupac story goes like this. He releases, releases Tupacalypse Now. Okay, Apocalypse Now reference right there in 1991. And then releases Strictly for My in 1993. And then in 1994, is shot, okay, six times. I think it was it six times. Clarify that, please, people. Send me your letters. And supposedly it was in New York, and, and he suspected Biggie and Puffy, whatever. We can't, it's circumstance, it's, it's not, you know, it's, uh, 
we can't really say. I mean, he knows, and he was really badly injured. At the same time, he was going through a rape trial and was found guilty and went to prison. Just as Me Against the World was released in February of 1995, Dear Mama, Me Against the World. This Me Against the World is, is a pivotal moment in Tupac's career. This is before All Eyes on Me. Before All Eyes... Here's the thing with All Eyes on Me. We're going to get to that. And it's mentioned in the documentary, okay? It's mentioned. Um... Me Against the World was a turning point, and Tupac worked with different producers to basically this this out. It's a it got him a Grammy nomination. He didn't win, unfortunately. You know, um, such such an amazing artist, though. And then in the fall of 1995, Tupac was approached by Suge Knight of death row records and death row they would basically bail him out they would pay his bail so that but he but the stipulation was is that he had to start recording immediately which he did which his mother found strange is that he had completed within that week after being released seven songs from the double album and i mean you know to put out a double album at that time was rare because you know double albums usually were for anthologies you know the smashing pumpkins classical artists and here comes tupac first double album not biggie tupac tupac all all eyes on me all eyes on me was a pivotal moment in hip-hop went to number one tupac was on the promotion he went to the grammy awards Presented with Kiss. He called him his homeboys. That was a funny moment. And I mean, you see how tall Kiss is compared to Tupac. But Tupac was truly sitting on top of the world right there. Okay. To coin Rick James. And, you know, 1996 was a great year for him um, musically. You know, number one, How Do You Want It? B-side, A-side. You know, California Love. California Love was the turning point california love uh he was new on death row he said to dr dre he says this in the documentary look dre i'm new on death row um you got you got you gotta give me that song and he gave it to him and it became a number one hit and so tupac's comeback was in full swing well what happened was Tupac, for some reason, I think had an inkling that something was going to happen. Okay. And so he was basically, you know, producing like crazy, working on the Machiavelli album, putting out so many different tracks. This is in the documentary what some considered a passing fad to what now is its own undeniable driving force in music. And it is my... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not that part, but... ...to present the women who made an enormous contribution to the world of rap and hip-hop. Please welcome the mothers of Biggie Smalls and Tupac Shakur, Fanny Shakur, and Valletta Wallace. 
Now that's in the documentary. Okay. This is not though. We're gonna play it for you. continue to inspire us and unite us and inspire children around the world to overcome obstacles to achieve their goals that's beautiful right there is these two women these strong women who lost both of their sons at 24 and 25 the sad thing is that's their connection that you know both of their sons were these rap icons and they both were were dead very young cut down you know and tupac resurrection oh my goodness tupac resurrection you know i i love the candidness of it because they've got all these interviews of him saying how supposedly madonna was going to come and visit him in prison you know they dated she didn't reveal that till years later but people on the street knew that they were dating um how um Jim Carrey would write him funny letters in prison and you know yeah people people would peg him as the rich you know what and um yeah and he he started to realize oh, okay this is prison this is this is uh no and he knew he had to get out so when death row rave, waves that you know stake above his head like come on come on you know there's so much mystery you know there's there's rumors did someone you know whatever whatever happened in 1996 i think he knew something was coming and maybe he had a premonition i don't know um you know he knew that success would lead him up and then eventually he's got to come back down and maybe that was the gemini in him i don't know and what tupac resurrection does is it gives us it gives us tupac back for for those for an hour it gives us tupac back you know a great soundtrack which we can't play of course Two of America's Most Wanted, Ballad of a Dead Soldier, Black Jesus, Breathing, Brenda's Got a Baby, California Love, Can You See the Pride in the Panther, Most Stuff, okay, Changes, Dear Mama, Hail Mary, Hit Him Up, Holler If You Hear Me, I like that one, I Get Around, If I Die Tonight, Keep Your Heads Up, Me Against the World, Me Against the World, as a fan, I got to tell you, it gets the world as a moment. That's such a great track. Um, that whole album, though, Me Against the World, it's almost like very autobiographical. Okay. And then All Eyes on Me furthers that autobiographical. And at the same time, though, you do feel that he's under pressure and you can hear it in the album. He is on a rage to get these lyrics down. He's not even written them down. He is just saying them as they come out of him. And you can hear that. And he's he's running on borrowed time. He probably knew. That's where I suspect he he's in Cuba somewhere. He knew and he realized he had to get out. He had to get out or, you know, 
So it's not really along the lines of the Elvis sighting. I just think there's a lot of things that don't add up. And he had connections. Okay. And when you have connections, you can go anywhere under the radar. Okay. But that's my opinion right there. It's not factual. It's circumstantial. Whatever. It's hearsay. Okay. Is it a hope? No. It's just a feeling that I get. It's not so much a hope. It's just a feeling. And sometimes you have those feelings. And sometimes, you know, in Tupac Resurrection, you get that feeling. You get the feeling that he was not meant to die young. And, um, yeah. Tupac Resurrection. Mm. So much to say. You know? can't play the music i hate that you can't play music and yep yeah oh you know what's interesting is there's a picture of him and whitney and supposedly according to allegedly this isn't in the documentary Whitney and Tupac had a thing, supposedly, you know. There's so many different things we could talk about, Tupac. No, 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 no. And and you know, I want to play the music, but I can't. And what I'm looking for. You can hear some of that. And this is a good interview with Tabitha Swarren, Tabitha Swarren of MTV. Yeah. Um, like I said, there's not a lot we can play. Here it is. There we go. That's toward the end of the documentary. And I can play it further away because you can't really hear the music. You know what I mean? If you can, then don't get me in trouble, okay? Yeah. Oh, I can't. Okay. Tupac, wherever you are, next year you're going to be 50. I'm sure you don't look it, or wherever you are, whether it be spirit or flesh. Um, You know, Tupac Resurrection, it gives you Tupac. It's such a moment cinematically. No, I sound like Barbara Walters. Cinematically. Yeah. But those of us who listen to the music, you know, I mean, (laughs) you know, the one lyric that comes to mind and uh, make sure your kids aren't listening to this, um, where Tupac says, revenge is next to the sweetest thing next to getting pussy. Yeah. I can't do it like Tupac because that's that's the beauty of Tupac. A lot of these MCs today, and wait, I don't even think we say MCs today. 
like Kanye West, who has a very undeliverable cadence. I've never understood uh, his lyrics are good, but his cadence, no. In Tupac's cadence, you could hear the pain, you could hear the joy, you could hear the frustration, you could hear the sorrow, you could hear the revolutionary in Tupac. Tupac was a revolutionary at heart. His mom was a Black Panther, okay? So was his dad. Um, There was a lot of anguish in his songs, you know? But you can tell he came from a very, you know, he didn't go to college, but that didn't matter. Artistically, he really was educated, artistically and streetwise he was educated i don't think there's ever been anyone like tupac i always thought it was weird when he died how tlc called him the michael jackson of rap and i thought that's a load of bullshit because i wouldn't say that you know what i mean yeah i wouldn't say that but he's not the michael jackson of rap he is tupac a true original there's nobody like him i don't think you know the movie i think that's why the movie didn't do too well you just can't capture who tupac was okay it's as simple as that tupac resurrection released in 2003 17 years ago so profound it was nominated for an academy award documentary wise that's a big thing Everything else, when it comes to the Academy Awards, eh, it's like gravy. But to be nominated for a documentary that's based on someone who was very, you know, very, um, he was everywhere when he was alive. I mean, you think of it, you think of after he, he supposedly died and how there are moments where the music dies and it's like, whoa, it takes the wind out of you. You know, that happened, um, with these artists that you know died in recent times but nothing was like tupac i remember the cds were off the shelves they they were back ordered this is before digital okay this is when you bought that double album was not cheap and then i remember i pre-ordered or i didn't pre-order i had it put on hold the machiavelli album in 1996 I remember because we picked it up the night of the 96 election. I'll never forget that. We went to, I think, Jack in a Box. Because I remember the tacos and just listening to Machiavelli. To live and die in LA. And Hail Mary. Well, Tupac, wherever you are, hey, we salute you. A true original of rap. I'm so, I was so thrilled when he got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know people who bitched and moaned about, it. well, he's rap. He doesn't belong there. Yes, he fucking does. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is about popular music and influential. And whether you like it or not, Tupac was motherfucking essential. He was revolutionary. And he was so beloved and hated as well and feared but those of us who loved him and loved the music and that music is our soundtrack right there doesn't matter where you come from so when he went into the rock and roll hall of fame it was bittersweet because he had been gone too long or wherever he is you know and he was inducted by snoop dogg who belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame himself 
I love how people like to argue with me about it. Well, Gene Simmons said Gene Simmons is not the king of rock. Gene Simmons is not Mount Rushmore rock. Gene Simmons is a clown, okay? I'm not a big Kiss fan, but for him to go after other artists, it's a form of haterade. But this show is not about Gene Simmons, okay? This show is about Tupac Shakur. Wherever you are, Tupac. I'm so happy you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've, I'm just, I was very happy by that. I thought, finally, this is an artist that we all love. This is an artist. If he were alive today to accept that recognition, you know, he would be tickled. You know, he would be bashful about it, that he didn't feel he deserves it. Even if he went on to win an Academy Award, you know, that moment would have been coming. What an amazing actor, producer, writer, artist, poet, dancer. Tupac was a renaissance man. The documentary should have been called Tupac Renaissance. But Tupac Resurrection is fitting because we resurrected him on film. Welcome home, Tupac. As always, unpleasant dreams. Documentary December.